What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and this week on the podcast, we've got one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Dakota Kai. I wanted her on the show before. Now we got her on after she's back. Uh, and I'm really excited. I think it's a very interesting conversation that you will learn a lot more about her and so I'm, I'm excited for you to watch it. But before we get to that, make sure that you subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. If you're watching this on video, then we have a podcast feed that you need to pick your phone up and subscribe to because there's shows on there that aren't here on YouTube. There's two other shows a week. There's the Raw and SmackDown roundups where I break both shows down segment by segment, giving you my thoughts on all of it. There's also a best of the week that comes out on Sunday for those of you who can't listen to every single thing but want to get a taste of every single episode. So make sure that you subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. And also, leave a rating and review while you're there. It helps us out, helps the show grow. All right, got that out of the way. I'm sorry. I had to do a little bit of shilling for my podcast feed. I hope you understand. Now let's get to this week's interview with the one, the only, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. I'm so excited to have you here on the show. Hi. Such a huge Hello. fan of yours. I, uh, when you came back, I, the the noise that left my body in the arena was 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 <laughs> I, I, embarrassing to be completely honest with you. Well, I was so, right. <laughs> but I was just so excited to see you back. Uh, I wanted to have you on the show before. Then you went away. <laughs> now you're back. Now we got you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. No worries. I've been meaning to come on. I, I, I wanted to come on here for so long, but I'm glad we kind of finally get things done. You know, a lot of stuff has happened in between. A lot of stuff has well, happened. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> a yeah, lot of you, things. You were like so on, on the top of my wish list before. And like, like Aww. you were like one of the people who I've been waiting. I was like waiting for a moment to do it. And then it kind of felt like maybe you were coming to the main roster for a second. I saw you in dark matches. And then I was like, well, I'll wait yeah. for that better <laughs> moment. But then something else happened. And we're going to get something. to that. We'll get to that. But first, I want to start off asking you what I ask everyone else on my show. And that is how much of your real true self is there in the character that you currently play on TV? Um, I, you know what, like in, in life, I'm a very much an introverted person. Um, but I, 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 I laugh a lot. I love being around people. So there are aspects of me in my current character. Like I tend to get told a lot that I'm pretty sarcastic with how I tell, like, I love sarcastic humor. That's like my humor. So I, there's elements of that in there. Um, but for the most part, I've definitely had to step outside the box, uh, especially with like this, not even this one, like ever since I, you know, went to the dark side in 2018. 2019. Right? Yeah, sorry. Thanks. I did my research. <laughs> my Don't worry. I looked it yeah, up right no, before to make you. sure. I'll leave that. My brain is a blur. But like, yeah, they, I've definitely had to uh, dig into that side a little bit more. It's been a challenge for me, but um, yeah, a good challenge. I love, I love, I loved the whole aspect of changing up my character from like the baby face that I was before to all of this that's happened in the last few years. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because when I had Shayna Baszler on the show, she basically oh, said yeah. that the villainous <laughs> side of your character is closer to your real self and that you were always the one bullying her back in the day. Oh, well, it's in humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's no truth. I, like I said, like I love sarcastic humor. I will take jabs at people like, in a lighthearted way, but I guess I could take that now and do it in a more uh, serious light, so it works. But yeah, I guess I am a bully, <laughs> which is funny because our story arc back in NXT was like completely flipped. Like she was the, the bully and I was the scared person, girl. And I love that storyline. And that's why we came up because we were talking about that storyline when she was on the show and she was like, hey, I need you to know that, that oh she was gosh. the actual bully telling everyone this i'm like all right chill out let's just chill out a little bit right <laughs> let's not blur the lines too much <laughs> <I'm innocent. laughs> it probably is nice though you know as someone who was like a baby face for you know the first part of their career it's probably mm -hmm. nice to kind of like get to try the other side and and be mean and get paid for it yeah oh yeah actually that now that you mention it it has, it has been a lot of fun and you know, in NXT 2.0, my character did have a little bit more of a shift to like the uh, 
crazier side, which was also another challenge for me, but um, I, I love it because creatively I can think of different ways to speak, to act, you know, and try and, and even in the ring, like uh, just trying to mix it up a little bit and not, you know, staying the same, you know, path like the whole time or too long. Then I get like m lack of motivation. It's, uh, yeah, it's creatively, it's fulfilling. Is there anyone that you took inspiration from when you started to transition into being more of a heel, maybe from a movie or, or pop culture or anything like that? Other so, wrestlers? Yeah, I guess with like war games uh, and, and that whole thing that happened, it wasn't like necessarily anything in particular, maybe within movies and characters and things like that, I would pick up little elements, but the real, uh, when I really got influenced uh, was when I kind of, in 2.0, when I went to that kind of crazier side, I really looked into uh, Jinx from Arcane because I love Arcane and that whole series. And I think it was interesting. Her story arc was, you know, she started off innocent, very impressionable. And then she kind of like dealt with a lot of things and went through a lot of hardships, which is what made her snap. And then her character, you know, after that is, uh, very interesting and exciting and you know the way she reacts to things was uh, i took a lot from that for her yeah i feel like beyond just acting like a bad guy i think acting crazy is probably the ultimate fun in wrestling i would it imagine is. yeah and it's like it's such a challenge because you know you don't want to be just like i'm gonna be the harley quit like you know what i mean i didn't want to turn into that because like that's like the archetype is if you think of someone that's like you know crazy or like like on that side of things harley quinn's are usually the first one to come to mind but i liked jinx because there was depth as to why she was acting the way she did and you know she went through a lot of um very traumatic things that happened so which i kind of you know took in terms of my character arc and xt you know like i was with uh, you know, turning on Nixon and then um, being paired with Raquel and like all the things that happen and, and using that like character, like, oh, it's never me. Like, you know what I mean? So I had fun with that for sure. Yeah. I think it was, uh, you know, I noticed when WWE announced that Survivor Series this year was going to be a War Games match again. I saw everybody... Yeah. Re, you know, reposting the video of you turning on oh, yeah. Nixon. It's the, and it, it gets me every time. This is so bad. <laughs> I, know. I, I always tell her, I'm like, I, I'm sorry this is popping up again. I'm sure you don't want to relive all that. So, uh, hey, sorry, oh. just don't go on Twitter for the day. You're going to see your face getting see? kicked in a bunch. Like, it is probably there awkward. It yes, Think the, of the, yep, the moment. She hey. gets one more on oh. social media she gets to see. So. Oh. But yeah, that that whole gosh, I, I am so pumped when the, the War Games announcement was made because I mean I have been in every one that's you know at, that NXT has had for the women. So um I am so pumped. I really hope that we get to enter the cage again this year. That was I my first thought. I was like, oh well, damage control already right. has a war games master on yes. their team. Of course she's and they're gonna be in the match exactly and not only myself but eo like she we, we've been in like the bulk of the war games matches with the woman and i think it would just definitely give us an advantage also i just love that that structure of match i love the stories that can be told within that cage and like i mean like look i'm just kicking just, my, I, my best friend in the face so I and like, like that have it on oh, repeat in the control I know, just on a loop <laughs> just on a loop forever i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry and with that whole like gosh that's like one of my most favorite memories in a sense of the the build-up to do this and all the stories uh, not only with myself and uh tegan but with the other members in the group and like it, it was just so layered and i think the payoff of that was very satisfying and not only for myself but for a lot of people well you said that you want to be in the match uh, in the yes. at Survivor Series. Uh, you need more people for your team. Who would you like? If, if, in an ideal world, if you could pick, if you could have if anyone join four? your team, yeah, you got to have four. Mm. Who do you want on? Who do you want to join Damage Control? Oh, okay. Obviously, the three of us. But I think 
someone I'd really like to be on our side would be Rhea. And I know she's kind of tied up with a lot of other things right now, but we could just be like, hey, you know, can we just like use you for one day? Because she's also someone that's been in the War Games cage a couple of times too. So I think with her experience and she's so strong and she's so like brutal and <laughs> all this stuff, I think she'd be an awesome person to have on our side for sure. Yeah, she seems we like- need so- the muscle. You know, I'm just, I was just going to yeah, say, you we guys need, go we to her. Yeah, we need some of that. Yeah, we, we need we need someone that's strong enough to, you know, throw us as weapons and do all that there stuff. You, go. you got a Bianca, but we got a Rhea, you know? So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about that? Huh? What about, okay, in a perfect world, if you could have someone join damage control permanently, who would it be? Ooh. Permanently, permanently. I think Kaylee Ray. Oh, sorry, Alba Fire. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I think she would be, like, Alba would be such a good addition. She is so ruthless and reckless, and I've known her a very long time. I think she would be such a great addition to damage control, and she'd bring a lot to, uh, you know, us as a group and help us sort of evolve a little bit more and take that next step. I think she'd be awesome really make it real international your guys group there too i you know? know right yeah exactly we like to like pit from all over the world <laughs> we're an internationally inclusive group yeah well i want to get to damage control SummerSlam. i want to get to the tag titles but i want to go back a little bit because i i fast forwarded uh to, to the, through the timeline <laughs> <laughs> i fast forwarded through my notes a little bit uh but i wanted to say so okay we were talking about your your personality in, in real life what words would you use to describe your off-screen personality um ooh, maybe like happy go lucky maybe shy i i i, I come up i don't know i think with new people i tend to like I, i'm very like i said i'm introverted so it takes me a while to warm up to them but i i love meeting new people so maybe that and then maybe oh uh, hmm um <laughs> ho- ah, ah what am i hopeful <laughs> i'm stupid i don't know <laughs> what am i you tell me i hate listing things for myself i don't know you i like it when people tell tell me and i'm like oh yeah i guess i am there i don't know what i am i'm just I'm just, I don't know, nerd. <laughs> there, that's oh, the no, third no, word. No, no that's the third yeah. word. There we go. There, That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will embrace that side. <laughs> I always find it fascinating how so many entertainers are, are introverted. Like, I think most people assume, oh, you're an entertainer, so you want to talk to everybody. You want to be on, yeah. you, you want to like, you're, you want to be the center of attention when you walk in a room. And I think that yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm, I feel the same way where like, as much as I'm streaming and I'm doing interviews, yeah. like a lot of times I just want to like sit and do nothing and watch TV or play video games. Right, right. And I think for me is like, uh, like an introverted personality isn't necessarily someone that doesn't like meeting new people. You know what I mean? It's just that, and social situations tend to drain us a little bit more quickly. So I love meeting new people, uh, especially like in my stream or in person. It takes me a while to warm up, like not warm up, but get out of my shell. So it is really interesting that a lot of people in the entertainment industry uh, within the company itself are so like they're also introverted people too, which is is fascinating because every time I tell my friends or like people outside, I'm like, I'm actually really shy i'm like an introverted person they're like shocked they're like wait how do you wait how does that work like you go into the ring like and in front of thousands or whatever how many people tens of thousands of people like how do you do that and then i, I don't really know the answer to that question <laughs> i think i'm before anything before any match before any situation that requires me to step outside my shell i'm always incredibly nervous for the most part but I don't really know the process of like going from in person that's shy to like being that character. I kind of just do it. I don't know. I think that <laughs> I'm kind of just like, well, I have to do this. So here we go. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's kind of like a fight or flight type thing, you know, but with yeah. entertainment where you build up all these nerves and then you exert so much of it doing the thing that you're doing. And then it's like also recharging the thing that you're releasing at the same time that it's just, it's such a different feeling of just like 
being in a bar or being in a room full of people and, and talking yeah. and stuff. It's just like, it's, I understand the draining factor because there's so much more energy going out and coming in when you're performing in it's, front of 10, you know, 30,000 people or whatever. Right. Right. And it's crazy to me. Cause like, I didn't think that there were many people in the entertainment industry or in, you know, the company or wherever that also had that personality type. But I remember when I injured my knee, um, uh, I was texting Seth because he was helping me because he also went through the same injury and he kind of mentioned that he's also introverted. I'm like, how does that like, <laughs> wait, what? And then like the more you talk to other people, like it's very common. It's, it's actually really surprising. Yeah. I doing this show has helped me in the same way where I think yeah. that a lot of times, like you see someone on TV and you're like, God, they're so confident. They got their stuff right. together. They're so talented. And then I'll have them on here and there they've got all these anxieties and nerves oh, and all this kind of stuff. Like I had the undertaker on here and the undertaker, what? I show a pic, you know, I post an old picture of the nine from the nineties up there. And he's like, Oh, look at that nervous, anxious kid right there. And I'm like, I don't think anyone looks at a picture of the dead man and thinks, <laughs> oh, look at that nervous, anxious little kid right there, you know? That's insane. I would never have thought. But the, but again, yeah, it's like there's so many people within it. Like, ah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I have anxiety too. Um, and it's just something I have also had to deal with, with doing what we do. Uh, but that's really surprising. Hmm. It's very surprising. Paul Heyman too yeah. was like, I watch a what? promo once and then I try not to watch it for a really long time or, you know, or, you know, it's, it's weird to hear the little things that you're like, you you pick up on and you're like, but you're so good at that. Why would you, uh, yeah, but then also yeah. that's why they're so good at that, you know, because they think that way and they're hyper-focused on it, you know, which is like, I get, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole mind mind meld i don't know <laughs> Damn, mind meld it's a mind meld well okay yeah. you talked about uh twitch and and gaming uh your bio says i'm not good at video games i just enjoy playing them you play a lot yeah. of video games to not actually be good at them you've been play you've been streaming I for a while yeah I, I i've been like gaming for even longer but i think with that i'm just i have always used video games as a form of escape, especially as a kid. And and you saying with streaming helped you too with your confidence and things like that. Like it, a lot of things since I was younger have definitely helped me come out of my shell. Like I'm doing wrestling, streaming, video games and all that stuff. So um, I definitely used it as a form of escape. And gaming to me has always, it's never been really competitive, even though I like doing those, like the fighting games or, the racing games or anything like that i've always enjoyed uh video games for the stories they tell like my my top three of all time is like the last of us uh the bioshock series and red dead redemption and it's purely because obviously they're beautiful games in their own right but like the story for me is always something i sort of used as a form of escape and like you know storytelling like like what we do it's just something that i've always loved with gaming so that's what i mean by like i'm not necessarily good because i hate when like people will come into my stream and i'll be dying obviously you're gonna die in video games i know they're just like taking the personal they're just messing with me they're like oh put the death counter on she's at 45 i'm like guys <laughs> please chill out i'm i'm playing this because i love it but i yeah we kind of yeah it's a it's a funny like I would, I, just... <laughs> I, I would also feel the same way if I was streaming story games. Because, man, story games take me so long. I always yeah. fail at some point, and then I get mad right. and I give up. Or I'm like, I, I can't beat this part. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what? Like, there's so many times where I reach a point in the game where I'm the same. I'm like, I can't beat this boss. And it's getting to the point where I'm getting frustrated, and I don't even care about it. So, I don't know. You know what? I have no shame. I'm going to put the game on easy for that bit. You know what I mean? I just want to get past the boss or whatever it is so i can continue listening to the story okay there i said it you know what the best part about <laughs> gaming and the internet now as compared to when we were kids is like when we were mm. kids i just had to give up on a game like i if i got to that point yeah. i would be like i well i just can't figure this I out like, <laughs> i guess i can't keep playing this game anymore i'm not going to see how it ends and now yeah. i can go online and be like okay let yeah. me figure out what i'm not doing here and watch the it on youtube or yeah, watch, yeah. Watch a walk yeah. Through. All stuff. 
yeah, I guess I can't beat this Boston croc legend of the gobos. I guess it's done for me. Yeah. <laughs> the walkthroughs and stuff, those always help me though. Like sometimes you're just missing something and like, they're good like that. I hate to like admit this, but like I <laughs> never beat any of the Super Mario games because at a certain point, I would just get stuck. Exactly, but you're young, right? Like you're, <laughs> or you're talking about yesterday. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. when I was a kid. And, and actually I got one of those retro Nintendos now. And oh, because I never did it as a, I couldn't beat it as a kid, like I finally went back and I played them on there and, did and I did it because I had the walkthroughs and I could look <laughs> through things and I felt so accomplished. Yeah. But then I was also 35 doing that. And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> hey, I, man. Hey, man. It's OK. All right. We're allowed to be still playing video games. No, we're allowed to play YouTube video games. But like I... <laughs> <laughs> being 35 <laughs> and feeling accomplished for beating super mario reminds me of like when i was a kid and my dad was trying to get me to play his old atari like no this is still fun oh, you know and i was like no yeah. i don't want to play that <laughs> no that's cool i mean gosh i wish i grew up with the like nintendos and stuff i i think with like how I was raised, we were raised like Catholic and and I don't think they really liked us playing video games. So that's why I kind of got into it a lot later, but I wish I had that like experience of all the Super Marios and all that. Yeah, I was watching I like, a documentary now, but... on video games and I was like, or systems in general. And I was realizing yeah. like, oh, my age is like the test dummies for all of this, you know, like the, oh. the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the N64. I had I had yeah. everything, Sega. That's so cool. I had every single one when they came out. I bought my Sega myself when it came out. I was real proud of myself. Oh, wow. It was my first, yeah. big, it was my first big spend as a child, and I was real proud of myself. So, But How I always picked you? the losing. I always picked the ones that lost. Like I picked Sega. I think I bought oh. like a Dreamcast because I liked Sega. Uh, Dreamcast was like definitely underrated for his time agreed though. agreed a hundred percent yeah so you you won that's what i <laughs> thought right? well that's how i yeah. felt you know at the time i was like no dreamcast is way cooler it's gonna win and then everybody bought yeah. a playstation it was too ahead of its time it was definitely too ahead yeah. of its time i had to share like a, the first playstation with my brother that's like my first console so i'm this... like solely sony i shared Not all my consoles sony, but... I, yeah. Yeah. yeah i had an older brother so i get it i get it but yeah. so you you were always playstation I, I so oh my gosh this console like that argument of like xbox versus playstation because i have both i don't I, I grew up with sony and playstation so that's where my heart is but i never understood that like that war of like it's either this or that you cannot have both i'm like but i but what like oh obviously i love playstation and the exclusives they've had in the past but i just you know it's for everyone everyone chill out you don't need to get mad of like over what like a box that plays games I think just sometimes people need like something to like keep them energy, like to to, to like yeah. fill that like argumentative need inside I of guess. them. Because I'm the same yeah. way when it comes to tribalism. I'm like, well, I had both systems growing up, or like, oh, I watch both promotions, or yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I like Coke and Pepsi. It just depends on what they're offering. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, Marmite or Vegemite? No, I don't know. Yeah, I think like I don't know. I think if everything it, it can only help everyone if you've got like one here like many different options you know it only elevates everything if like playstation's doing really well one year then of course like you know whatever other console is going to step up their game it's like a constant like elevation of everything i think it's cool well in talking about tribalism and different brands let's go back a little bit let's rewind a little bit to around april uh your nxt right around the time before things ended for you in nxt mm -hmm. how are you feeling about your run in nxt at that point like were you looking for a change i definitely was in a point at that especially at that point i think i was very much like i hit a wall i guess i mean I had a new, you know, I had that character that sort of changed. So I was dealing with that for like a year and seeing how I could, you know, where I could take it. But I think I definitely was at a point in NXT where there wasn't really anything further that I could do. You know, I've had a lot of shots at the NXT Women's Championship. I was in multiple tag teams that <laughs> I was with a lot of different people and I loved all my experiences. You know, I loved being with Tegan and being paired with Raquel and being paired with Wendy and like all these different opportunities that I had to help elevate, you know, whoever I was with or learn from them. I think 
those were the times I look back on and I'm very grateful. But yeah, it, it, it definitely was at a point where I'm like, okay, you know, I, I just wanted to be pushed more, you know, I, I wanted a different challenge. I wanted something. I'd been in NXT for a long time at that point. And yeah, that's kind of how I felt at the time. But I always look back fondly with, in terms of like telling those stories with those amazing women. Well, you had, yeah, you had so many good stories in NXT. You had, yeah. and, and over years time, so it, it, it would make sense that you would hit a wall at a certain point and, and want to try yeah. the, the next step. Is that when kind of like you start, were starting to do the dark matches and stuff? I was doing the dark matches like end of last year. I okay. think, yeah, I, I started doing the dark matches de de like November, December, or at the end of like okay. the tail end of last year. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe something's going to happen here. But yeah, I just ended up doing like about six or seven of them. It was a lot. And they were back to back to back to back. So. Yeah, I, I remember that time period. And I, I think yeah. everyone kind of assumed that, that that was where it was yeah. leading towards. You know? I was told that. Jeez. I was told I was going to be in the draft. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, you can imagine. Okay, it's funny now that I look back at it. All yeah. right, it's all good. We can laugh at this. Yes. But I was sitting at home during the draft. And I got told, I was like, that it was going to happen. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I wonder if they're going to tell me or just, I'll just, I'll just watch TV. I'll watch the show and see what happens. And then after the weekend's done and then I didn't hear anything, I was like, oh, maybe they changed their mind. I don't know. <laughs> and then I kind of just went and continued to do NXT, you know? Yeah. It was <laughs> man that's tough it's dude. funny now that i think back yeah i know and, and it's it's fine like it's it is what it, it is what it is <laughs> it could be worse it you, what it is. byron saxton was on the show and he said that when mm -hmm. he was in fcw i think it still was that he got a oh, call damn, yeah. saying that he was called up and he was all excited yeah. and then it seemed to be just a prank that someone was messing with oh. him and so oh. he never got word about after that and it was just something that's always just like kind of weighed on him of like what was that who was that yeah. why did i think i was getting called up like what happened oh that's yeah i guess so i mean like it's just very weird to like be told something and then it, and not having and, and then it didn't happen but i never got a reason why crazy crazy well when the call, okay i just kind of went to nxt on tuesday and i just kept doing what i was well no it wasn't that i i think after the draft there was like a period of time where i wasn't there and then i returned at like a, something to raquel you know the shovel <laughs> yes. shovel in the back yes yes <laughs> <laughs> the face reveal <laughs> well okay let's well, to get serious for a second like when the call came and you found out that you were getting released like what was mm -hmm. your reaction like how were you feeling where was your head at i feel like at that point in time especially i it wasn't like a shock in the sense of like what like i think i was very much prepared you kind of have to be it's like a matter of if not when or so, sorry yeah what no. When, not if. Sorry. When, not if. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Duh. English. Um, so it was not a shock in that sense, but it was still, uh, like, it was still a form of shock. Like, when I got the call, obviously, I was not expecting it, but I also was. It's a very weird mindset to be in. Like, you, you kind of know that it's a thing that may happen, but you don't expect it ever. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like not ever, but on that day or whatever week it was, I just, you know, had the NXT Tag Team Championships with Raquel, like not two weeks prior. And then I just had a match for the NXT Women's Championship. Like that was my last NXT match. So I guess it was, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. It was shocking, but not. I, I think my, I, I, was at a point where I think when it happened, I kind of used that like time to sort of reset myself because I was at a point in NXT where I wasn't really sure what was going on. It was a very confusing time. So I, you know, during those few months away, I didn't necessarily take indie bookings or anything like that just because I think I, I've been doing this for a lot longer than people realize. Like I've been doing, like, re you know, I've been working since 2007 and then I was with the company from 2017. So it was just a nice time to sort of 
be grateful for everything that sort of happened. Like I, it's easy to get stuck in like that negative mindset. And I am very much guilty of doing that. I mean, my anxiety just makes me spiral a lot of times with anything. <laughs> like I am an overthinker. I, I do that a lot, but it was very much forced. I, I forced myself to look back and just take a break and actually you know, look at everything that I've accomplished, look at all the people that I've met, all the coaches and producers and everyone that I've worked with and sort of try and look at it from that perspective. It's very easy to spiral when something like that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think that, like you said, God, what, you were like, what, 17 since you had been wrestling, right? Yeah, something like that. Oh, God. That's like a long <laughs> Let's time. Let's not look at the timeline. Let's not look at the timeline. Let's just... Let's just live I, I like 2007 right, better. We'll just stick with 2007 <laughs> better. No, uh, even that sounds wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, about that age. I Jeez. mean, I think that, you know, a lot of times when people get released, I think they do feel like gotta like hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah, you know, like gotta take this momentum while I've got it and, and make mm -hmm. it happen. But I do think that it is healthier to do what you did and kind of like sit back wait yeah. or do kind of what johnny gargano did of like sit back and wait yeah and like see how you're feeling once you let it all kind of like wash away yeah. and everything happen because exactly. you do need i mean if you've been working since you were 17 and and so focused yeah. on one thing since you were 17 like you do need that time to like mentally decompress exactly and that was always in the back of my mind i'm like should i not be like hitting the ground running in terms of like doing indie promotions or anything like that i just didn't have it in me to like rush and after the 30 days was up and just immediately be like boom 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 obviously there were like talks that were happening but like I think it worked out a lot better for me that I didn't you know I, I focused on streaming and something that was very much more uh relaxing and uh something that I love and I think it ended up I mean it all worked out great and I came back into the company refreshed and sort of, you know, uh, with a nice uh, outlook on everything that had happened instead of like trying to be like, I got to do this, 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 this. I mean, like, obviously that's good. But for me personally, I really wanted to step back and sort of, you know, look at everything and reassess and make sure that like, it's not even about like the bookings. I wanted to make sure that I, in my own mind and heart was, not going into things just because I was like, oh, I got to capitalize on this. I got to be like, after the 30 days, I got to do this, this, this. It was definitely a priority for me to uh, worry about myself and how I was feeling. I think that's a great message for anyone in any field. I think that you have to do that yeah. sometimes. Like, I'm kind mm -hmm. of in that right now. Like, you know, I got to kind of check a few things and maybe like do things for me a little bit more every yeah. once in a while and, and, and take care of myself a little better. So I, Absolutely. I totally get that. Well, okay, so you have all that time in between. Mm -hmm. How soon do you hear from Triple H or whoever in WWE after he takes over as head of creative? I don't know the exact day. I think it was the Monday before SummerSlam that he was officially, I, I think. It sounds right. I think. It was less than a week. I think it was like the he, Friday before SummerSlam. Yeah, okay, the Friday before. I heard from him the Thursday before SummerSlam. So he wasn't in that role for like a week, quite. Yeah, no, I meant, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant he was, oh. the Monday you were talking about, he had started the Friday before that. So you had a whole week. So that makes sense, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when I got the call from him. And it's very strange, because obviously I wasn't taking bookings. I was just chilling, doing my streaming thing, just, you know, taking time for me. And Bailey, text me on Thursday and was just out of the blue. I mean, we talk, we text a lot, but this question was out of the blue. And she's like, hey, out of curiosity, like, are you talking to anyone right now in terms of uh, companies or anything like that? And I said, well, kind of, but um, I mean, why do you ask, you know, like, what is this question? And she said that she, in a last ditch attempt for this uh, idea that she had of a group, she said she, you know, text Hunter and kind of gave it like one last push before she, I don't know, gave, not gave up on it, but just, you know, moved on something else. Yeah. She returned. Yeah. And uh, I said like, oh, like uh, you're, you're, you're trying. I mean, I'm not with the company, but 
I mean, like, I, 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 you know, you can, but I didn't, I guess I didn't know if that would be a thing that he would even, you know, look to contact me about. But sure enough, she texted him about the idea that we had. We filmed a bunch of, like, videos and took some photos and uh, she sent him the idea. And his first response after that was just like, what's Dakota doing? which is very weird. Yay! That's so dope. I love it. That's so that's awesome. So, it's so strange because like when that, when she sent me the screenshot of it and, and she basically said, he's going to call you after the meeting. And sure, yeah, he did like immediately. I was like a little bit dumbfounded because I never look at myself as like the guy. I've always been, my role within the company, it was always like someone to help elevate you know, or is someone to just tell a story? I've, I've never considered myself to be like a top guy. So the fact that I was on his mind in terms of like that idea and the fact that I was like the first to call back after he, you know, got in control of the company and it was just very sh- words. I was shocked. <laughs> well, I, was I mean, like, I get goosebumps sure he when you talk about that because, like, yeah, yeah I love it, dude. Like, because you haven't, but I, I, you, I'm a huge fan of yours, but I can understand where your mindset is in that because, you know, you helping with Shayna become tougher yeah. or, you know, you helped Raquel and look like more of a powerhouse. No, <laughs> I had my arms stomped on my first singles match on NXT. And that video of her stomping my arm haunted me for like two years. They would always put it, two years at least, they would always put it in all of her hype videos. And I'm just like, cool, man. Well, now you- She stomped like 20 girls' arms in between mine and now. So like, can we like freshen up the footage? Yeah, but to be fair, you've done the same thing to Tegan Knox now. She has to sit there and watch this video over and over again too. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I can understand your mindset in that regard of being like, you know, I, you know, I helped with making Raquel more of a thing or I helped with this Wendy stuff or I helped with, but it was always kind of like helping and, and it was not you being the main, like even now, this is the longest run you've had with belts, you know? <laughs> and it's not even that long. As soon as it hit like four days of being a champion, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm going to uh, celebrate this. You know, it's it's a thing, and we still have them. So yeah, good. <laughs> Going to keep defending them as best we can. <laughs> so you filmed <laughs> you you filmed stuff at the PC pri- with Bailey prior to your release in April. Yeah, yeah, we did. So this idea of a um a stable has been something she brought up to me probably around. It- the second oh shoot it was a couple years it was like about two or three years where she first mentioned it to me and she mentioned that she wanted me to be a part of it like back then so earlier this year like before April um she obviously was out with injury but she wanted to come back with to you know with something different something fresh and she you know we we went to the PC or she came to the PC. I was already there, but like we were taking pictures with the group of us that she wanted to like suggest to be a part of this. And that's when we did that and and some promo footage as well. And that's what we used to initially pitch before I was released as well. But I guess they didn't grasp, uh, you know, didn't go ahead with it. Uh, But now, yeah, it came back full circle. Weird. (laughs) Well, now you guys are the full like focal point of Monday Night Raw, which is pretty cool, man. Like I watch it and I'm like, this is so cool. You go, you go from you saying like, oh, I don't feel like the guy to now being like one of the talents that is in multiple running segments throughout the show. You're getting main events of Raw. You guys are like, you guys are taking out Becky Lynch. Like you guys are, you guys are like the running the show. It's great. I know. And it's definitely, so ever since SummerSlam, it's felt very much like nonstop. And we haven't really had a time, a chance to sort of, really look at everything that we're doing because it's very much like go 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 um and i think we as a unit you know we have a lot of things to you know you can't just throw people together and just hope it works out but i think we have a great idea of where this is going and we 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 just have areas where we can continue to elevate us in terms of a working unit, but it's been non-stop since <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, and yes, dude, usually you can feel when a team is forced together or yeah. doesn't feel authentic. And mm-hmm. everything that you guys are doing 
feels so authentic. Like it feels, you can feel that Bailey, you know, you can, the, the, the reality in her words and what she wants to happen, right. you know, that, you know, you guys were overlooked before and now you're getting the opportunity and you can see that chip on your shoulder and it's, mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh yeah, what's up? Like we're here. And it's so it's, it's right. as, as a fan of all your guys, it's like, it's, it's very cool to watch. Uh, it's very cool to see. I think that, you know, yeah. I, I feel like in, in a year's time, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where you guys are, you know? I think we are too. And, and, and like you said, like we, I, I love those girls and being a part of a group with them within the company is amazing. Uh, it's so easy, but we, you know, we, we, as anyone, we still have areas to improve in terms of like being in a stable like that. But I think it's definitely looking up. I, I'm excited to see what happens uh, as we continue to evolve and adapt and all that jazz. You know, since you wanted to work with Bailey before, now you're getting the opportunity to do it. I know it's only been a short amount of time, but in mm -hmm. what ways has Bailey helped you in adapting to the main roster? Oh, she's she is before I you know, while I was still on NXT, she's someone I always looked to in terms of uh, being a great leader, uh, being on the main roster and, you know, helping other girls too. So and not only that, she's obviously awesome in the ring her character is awesome too but as a person she's awesome so I knew that if I had the opportunity to work either with her against her anything like that it would be easy and I know that she would help guide me and help that transition from NXT to main roster be as uh, smooth as possible which she has she's continuing to help us out and help us get our feet because honestly since SummerSlam, it's def it's like I said, it's been nonstop and we haven't had a chance to sort of like just look at everything that we're doing. And so she definitely helps with that and she's continuing to help us with that. And yeah, she's awesome. She's dope. She's cool. She's brilliant. She's amazing. She's talented. She's everything. <laughs> Bailey is everything. She's a living legend. <laughs> no, but she's awesome. She's like such a yeah such an awesome leader yeah at SummerSlam, I, I got to do backstage interviews for the first time and they were like they were not like in a bad way but they were definitely like keeping me to certain areas at times <laughs> and i was thinking to myself like i wonder if what? this is because someone's coming back like i like this is my first time so i had nothing to compare it to but i was like i don't know yeah. I wonder if they don't want me to see something over in that area or like i don't know you know and because it was early in the show and and I was like, mm. and I was like, uh, in my mind, I went, I bet Bailey's coming back. Like, I bet Bailey's oh, coming back, and that's right. what it is. But it was fun. So I was like, when Bailey comes out, I'm like, oh, cool. And then when you guys come out, I'm just like, oh my god, like, oh my god. Like, but what, yeah. about, what emotions were going through your body when that surprise during that surprise entrance? That. I think for me, because I literally, so I say that like Hunter contacted me on the Thursday before SummerSlam, but I didn't get any indication other than like, yeah, we're looking to get you back at some point. I didn't know when I was like, cool. That's awesome. I have time to like, you know, get gear and do stuff. And literally the next day I get a call and he's like, okay, we're flying you out tomorrow morning for SummerSlam. Like, can you sign this contract real quick? I was like, oh, ah, okay. So then by the time SummerSlam comes around the next day, I think when the entrance happened and that whole day was such a blur too. I mean, we were just chilling in a bus with the blacked out windows and um, we got to have the cool, like, <laughs> well, it wasn't cool because it was hot, but we had to be like covered in these like sweat pants and sweat and hoodies. So that was like a thing. And we got to, we had to be carted from the bus in a golf cart, like all the way to Gorilla, which I've never had that experience before, which is so cool. And I remember like we were riding on the golf, uh, the golf cart to Gorilla and I see Champa and he sees me and he has this big smile on his face. He's like, as we're driving past, he's just like, ah, <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone else saw, but he definitely like caught a glimpse of my, my pink in my hair and the entrance happened and it was, it's so weird because I still feel like within myself, I was not used to being like my mindset and everything being back in the car. I, I was just like, still, I mean, it was less than 24 hours. I just, just so baffled. So when I made my entrance, I was like, Oh, this is a thing that's like real. This isn't a dream. This is such a dream like 
scenario to happen to make a return at SummerSlam with two amazing people and be inserted right at that top storyline with Bianca and Becky. It was, uh, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, I can imagine. And you're like the first returning talent that like wasn't still under contract you started like a wave <laughs> of, of people coming in after you you know that's so weird like, and like i said before just being the first of the returns or callbacks or whatever is so strange to me like i said i don't see myself in that light but it is a very cool feeling yeah you're literally gonna be like a history question forever you know <laughs> of like because really like that to me you know, I think that because like we said, I think it was Friday. There wasn't any huge changes, yeah. but there was minor changes like Monday and SmackDown on Friday. But then like that pay-per-view was really like the the beginning of what it felt like of like the Triple H era. And you kind of kicked it off in, with your return. So like I do feel like, you know, you're definitely like a footnote uh, of, of history there. And on top of that, you know, when Johnny Gargano was on the show, he talked about mm. feeling vindicated during his entrance because there was this huge pop. And for so mm -hmm. long, you know, it was said that the main roster audience uh, wouldn't already be familiar with the popular NXT stars. Um, and I yeah. kind of feel like for you, it was the same way. I feel like where it was like, oh, they're not going to know who these people are. And then your music hits, your name comes up and the place goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, it was it, uh, I, like you said, it's like it's hard to see how talent from NXT make that transition to main roster and how they'll react. Like, um, but it was I think, I feel like the reaction was more of like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Even like commentary was like, wait, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't remember exactly what they said, but they're like, what is she doing here? She's not with the, um, wasn't exact words, but like, she's not meant to be here with the company. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Um, so it was a, a, it was like a mixture of that. And then, uh, yeah, I was very grateful for that moment. That was a very uh i don't know like you said vindicated a lot of things and i think returning in that environment and with those people and with hunter in charge uh, it was a very like i was very grateful for that moment yeah all right we'll, we'll switch off from wrestling stuff we only got a little bit of time left but i want to ask a few we did gaming oh. but i want to ask a few more fun things uh what's the best purchase that you've made in the last six months Steam Deck. That's so Steam Deck. Uh, and I'm sorry, my accent. Sorry, when I <laughs> people people make fun of my accent when I I'm sorry. Deck. D E C K. <laughs> sorry. Every time said. I tell, yeah, I was literally in um at a live event uh, during intermission and I had it out playing Red Dead, and Seth was like, "What the heck is that?" And I told him, and he's like, "A what?" <laughs> A steamed what? And I'm like, no, yeah, so steamed, bad. But it's... A steamed what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's like this, uh, yeah, you know what it is. Yes. Like they get the handheld. Yeah, it's awesome. It's I only like, know because like... when Shayna was on here, she told me that was her best purchase in the last ah! six months as well. And so, so I was yeah. like, wait, what's that? And then she explained to me, and I was like, oh, that does sound really cool. It's amazing. It can play anything on Steam. Obviously, there's some games, but I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on it right now. You know, like, handheld? So just handheld? Like, yes. Damn. Uh -huh. And obviously, those games, those AAA games, eat up the battery a little bit more than a, uh, you know, like a simple sort of side-scroller, but it's so worth it. It's amazing. It Do makes travel so good, like... <laughs> That sounds so like so much fun. I I got I, I I like fell out of gaming for like a brief period of time, and now every night I'm playing Halo. So if I could like play like shooting games, uh oh, did your headphones die? Sorry, <laughs> right. hello. Can you hear me? Yes, 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 I can. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I, like, I like I was looking down for a second. I look up and I just saw you staring at your I headphones, know. so nervous. <laughs> I was like. Oh God, he's still talking. How do I fix this? Sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Are you? Technology. Yeah, Red Dead's a great game. I that's such oh, a good game. Mm -hmm. so, I feel like you can get that's definitely good for traveling purposes because you can just get lost and doing whatever there. It's exactly why I, you know, am playing that game right now. Like I said, that that game is like in my top three of all time and it's such a such a good one to have on like especially like the long haul flights or if you got a long layover, you just get 
just plug it in so it can charge at the same time it's awesome did you see the gta leaks the for the new one that they're working on yeah and you know what's crazy about that is like obviously the game's not finished we can tell that the game's not finished but so many people were like this looks like trash i'm like it's a leak you're not supposed to see this this game won't be out for like however many months years i don't know when like what are you doing like that's it's it's kind of it sucks that like it even got leaked because you know people are gonna like but i'm just like just chill out this is obviously just the bare bones of it yeah it's like it's excited to get excited or it's exciting to get pumped up over like what might be in the game but to judge it for as if that's the final product is insane (laughs) yeah you can still see like all the draft of like the text and stuff i'm like what do you mean but gta like the franchise i have been asked like what video game uh i would love to have myself be in and as part of a character and i so and i know that gta is so like left field of who i am as a person but i think that would make it like so much more interesting i want to be in gta i want to be in gta 7 we'll have to put it out there we'll have to put it out there there's a female character so there's gonna be female centric storylines i imagine so yeah yeah let's make it happen i actually i've never i i I like games, but I don't really look into like the making of games that much. So for me, it was the first time I ever even really saw what that would look like when they're making it. And I was more just fascinated to see what it looks like when they're making video games like that. Right. That's so crazy to me. Code on the screen. And then there's like staging areas where they're like in this limitless white, you know, and they're just like working on these little movements and stuff. Like I found it interesting. Mocap for like everything too. I think that's so dope. Like it's which made it even more surprising that people were like, This game looks like trash. I'm like, Yeah, it's not finished. But I like I love looking at I um watched a lot of like the last of us in terms of how they captured everything and like the mocap for the expressions and everything like i think that's so cool and yeah that's dope i saw how they did that for uh, i was watching a video of them doing that for the old wwf excuse me i re-say that for the old <laughs> wwe games uh yeah. But I, I've seen the mocha where you see like Yokozuna doing like the bonsai drop and Bret Hart kind of kicking. And you're like, oh, that's crazy how they used to do it back in the day. Because now it's like they've got all the bubbles, you know, the dots yeah. on them and they can just, you know, yeah. do this, the graphics or whatever. But back then they had to shoot like the actual guy and then put oh, that into wild. the game, you know? Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. I thought mocap's been around for like a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like the old form of mocap because it was like, it's like you still had to capture the whole person rather than it was, it was deep, but it was, it was cool to watch. I'll send you the link. It was cool to watch how they did that. It's actually in general cool for me, cool to see how they do special effects. Like I watched, I watched a documentary on ILM, like industrial light and magic who do like all the special effects for Hollywood and to hear like oh, how they initially got the T-Rex to be in a computer was like they had to take an actual full like a full model that they had made and cut it into pieces, scan oh, those pieces into old school computers that were like that could digitize the that part and then take all the parts from the model in a computer and put them together and then cut. it was intense Gosh, like it was it was intense into took like so long like <laughs> technology today is crazy how they can do all that stuff but i can't like imagine how long it would have taken back then before they had all this technology and stuff but i love that stuff too i love um like special effects and makeup and all that stuff i i i love seeing the process of like turning people into like a monster or an orc or things like that you should watch that ilm doc on disney plus then if you like that kind of stuff because it's it's really cool to see how they did it it's it's very cool Cool. all right well we've reached the end of the show here but i like to end every episode of the show with a segment that i call there it is I was like, what's happening? I was waiting for it too. Yeah. <laughs> just pointing around. I'm like, yeah. like someone's going to come in and punch me real quick. Yeah. While I'm just sitting here waiting in the corner. Uh, <laughs> who's your favorite person oh. to hit your finishing move on and why? I would say Rhea. Because she's, I've hit the chiropractor on her like a, a, like once or twice before um obviously it didn't 
finish you know she's too big and she rolled under the road whatever it was but she like is such a I don't know she's just there's so much mass there to like you know put my knees up and try and break her back (laughs) did you come up with the name the chiropractor was it was it someone else no that was Mauro he just randomly called it one day in in commentary I was like oh yeah that makes sense it's a great name for a finishing move yeah yeah as soon as he said that i'm like oh my gosh of course of course it would be called that like that's so dope so yeah <laughs> i feel like you, i've seen you do it on raw a couple times now or yes. like, and, and it was they, they didn't call it by name and i was like mad while watching it i uh, i should give them the heads up of like what the name is just uh, keep it going you know? <laughs> give them a little one of these like yo it's got a yeah. sick name make sure you drop it's, it it's called this get it it's a pun it's got my <laughs> name in it and also it's a chiropractor like the back that's the doctor that clicks the bat. <laughs> uh, and lastly, what's the most memorable time that you've hit your finishing move on someone? Oh, so my finishing moves kind of changed throughout the years. I used a double stomp for a second too. I would say... A- yeah, any of your finishing moves. I think to Shayna. I hit a, a double stomp to Shayna like way back when, when we were having our feud in NXT um i think just with the whole story and everything that had happened and i was starting to you know be more confident with myself and stand up to her a little bit more i think when i finally hit it on her it was a moment obviously i didn't win okay i never did i never did win against her she's you still never yeah yeah. you didn't beat her did you no (laughs) i never did and you know what's crazy about that is like that whole war games arc where they were like not sure about putting me in the team and then Rhea's literally like okay well the only way you can get into this team is if you beat Shayna and I'm like you haven't even beaten Shayna no one's beaten Shayna are you serious like when she was like a champion for like however many years I'm like that's not okay I'll try I guess and then they pick someone else who has like just came out and like swung a weapon around I'm like what? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. I like, like, I'll try, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it hasn't gone well the other five times, but like, okay, I'll do my best. Sure well, enough, I lost. I mean, <laughs> now that, you know, now that, you know, you're with Bailey, you got EO, yeah. like, there is Rhonda and Shayna, like, there is going to be, I feel like eventually those those paths are going to cross again. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I I would I would love that to happen. And if Shayna and Ronda end up being a tag team too, I think that would be a like fun, challenging match for like Io and I to have uh, too as champions. And uh, you know what? We will win. That's the one that we will win. That's the confidence I like to hear. That's that's top <laughs> girl Dakota Kai now. That's, <laughs> that's someone who thinks she's one of the top, top people. Girl. I like it. There we no 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 no. That's the confidence we like going forward. Uh, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. You know I'm a huge fan of yours. So I'm really glad that I got to pick your brain for this last 45 minutes. It was super fun chatting with you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I finally got to be here. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. You Talk have a great one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Dakota. Thank you. Have a good one. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I'm a big fan of Dakota Kai, and I'm loving everything that she's doing in Damage Control, so it was great to finally get her here on Out of Character. Now, before you go, got a little bit of housekeeping to attend to. First, make sure that you subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. Like I said at the top of the show, if you're only watching this on video, you're missing out on two roundups a week. Raw and SmackDown roundups where i break each episode down segment by segment giving you my thoughts on everything that happened every week on both of the main wwe shows but also if you're listening to the audio version of the show yes you guys in there make sure that you are also subscribed to the wwe on fox youtube channel that's where you can find clips from raw and smackdown it's where you can find clips from this show it's where you can find this show in full premiering every wednesday early in the morning there's stuff in the community tab there's youtube shorts there's everything you as a pro wrestling fan would want from a youtube channel so make sure that you follow us there you can even click those little bells to get notified when new uh, new videos are live also make sure you follow wwe on fox on social media twitter facebook instagram tiktok we're all over so make sure that you are following us on every single platform all right 
that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.